Welcome to the Life Atelier podcast. I'm your host, Emma Lavelle. I'm back! <laughs> Flipping heck! It has been, oh my goodness, it has been a very intense month. Um, I had this super optimistic, brilliant idea to do these daily podcast episodes, and the first 10 were great, and then life happened, and the life happening, I think I've kind of, I'm placing it in my head as to what the hell went wrong, but basically Rita seemed to be recovering and doing well, and then I got a phone call to say she had to have another operation, and my response was, what? (laughs) She's had too many operations, like there must be a limit to how many operations a living being has to endure in their life. And then she had the operation and I went to New York because I was leaving her with my ex-boyfriend and his girlfriend and they were in my house (laughs) because I'm very good at this modern family thing. Um, But we don't all want to be in the house at the same time. That's too much. And, And also I made the decision to stick with the holiday to go spend time with my best friend and her husband in New York because it had been about three and a half months to four months of solid dealing with hospital, dealing with all of the stuff with Rita. And I thought this may continue for God knows how long. So I'm going to take the opportunity to have a break. And of course, within 24 hours of touching down, I had this Well, we got very bad news. She had abscesses that had reappeared, well, new abscesses after they'd removed one abscess on the Friday in her liver. And then it was like bad news, bad news, bad news. And I just felt, I think I haven't experienced that feeling since COVID when you weren't allowed to move. Like you physically, you were restrained at the time legally, and I remember a very close family member having to go into hospital, and that realisation of, I can't go, I'm not allowed to travel, I'm not allowed to travel out of my province, I'm not allowed to get on a plane, I'm not allowed to go, and and I'd sort of forgotten that impotence, and, and it was the same thing of being in New York, there were no planes that I could take uh, for a couple of days, and so I just had to trust and do what I could from over there. Anyway, Rita has currently performed, I'm doing a like, (laughs) old habits die hard of going to Catholic prime school, I just crossed my, I did the sign of the cross then, (laughs) to talk about Saint Rita, who has performed four miracles. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) And she's getting stronger and stronger, and we are the fighters and she's doing it so we're going slowly slowly and so yeah it's been it's been a minute as they say so I'm back here I was gonna like sneakily come back in and pretend that I never intended to do daily podcasts but let's be honest you know we try things sometimes they work sometimes they don't this is life this is the beauty of life so I have two episodes I'm planning on recording today This first one is about a topic that I wrote about on Substack, which is a tool that I have been using so much to just deal with all of the stuff. And this tool is 
my coach taught it to me in Time Hackers, as she calls it 1% belief. But I've kind of like for me, and the way I see things inside my coaching school is we give you a concept or a tool. And it's like being given a starter dough for sourdough. Starter, a starter, starter. (laughs) And so it's like this idea, but it's a bridge to how you're going to use it yourself. Okay, so ultimately, you are the one that is going to adapt this tool so that it works for yourself. And so for me, I took this like 1% belief. And I just needed something really, really, really simple because I was emotionally overwhelmed. And what I did was I started to think about, okay, what is working, right? Because everybody's giving me bad news. Nobody's giving me anything I want to hear. It's just bad news, bad news, bad news. And I started to ask myself and to ask them, okay, I understand all this is bad, but what is working? And really focusing on that and asking myself that and asking other people that. And I noticed what happened as we started to, it was like the Titanic... (laughs) was going down (laughs) and we were like okay we found this like hole you know and I I do feel like the Titanic they probably could have turned it around with the same thing instead of everyone being like ah we're doomed like okay well we have got some rowing boats okay we have got this thing that could work this may be one of those metaphors that I think about later and I think that was a bad idea um (laughs) so let's let's move on from the Titanic but what happens when we focus on what is working is we start to create the conditions for that to get stronger. So the analogy that I used on the Substack post was think about a seedling, right? I remember being in the forest near my house in Normandy and and just getting struck by this realization one day, if I could see all of these tiny, tiny seedlings, there were seeds falling to the floor, and then there were the little seedlings and then saplings. And I realized like, wow, like of, you know, I don't know, 100, 200 of these, only one is gonna become a tree, right? They've all got the potential to become a tree, but only one is going to become a tree. And it's the one that gets the right nutrients, the right bit of sunlight. It doesn't get nibbled on by a deer. A squirrel doesn't grab it and go and hide it somewhere else. You know, well-intentioned mushroom collector, because the forest was full of French mushroom collectors. Lovely people. Very, very, uh, very focused, very diligent with lovely hats and baskets, old school baskets. Anyway, those are the ones that are going to survive. Those are the ones that are going to become an oak. Now, if we do the same thing, so let's say you have an idea and it can be something as heavy and as real as me being told your dog has a 0.03% chance of living. In fact, what they said to me was if she survives this first thing, they will talk about her at conferences. This is how small her chances are. Like basically nobody thinks she's going to survive. She needs medical miracles. She needs multiple medical miracles. She needs everything to go right. Okay. And then some. So when we have something like that, it can be very, very hard to focus on what's working because your nervous system is going off, right? I almost experienced panic attacks that week. There was a very high level of anxiety and I used all my coaching tools to mitigate that. I didn't get rid of it, it was there, 
But rather than trying to push through, I really prioritized getting myself to a place where I was able to focus on what was working, okay? Using meditations, napping whenever I could instead of getting stressed about the fact that I couldn't sleep for six hours because I had to be awake at 4am to get the updates because of the time difference and oh it was fun guys it was so much fun (laughs) right so we don't try and get perfect conditions what we do do is look at okay what can I do to give this thing this seed of an idea a fighting chance now I can also then and I am doing apply that to my business instead of creating like a perfect plan of when I do these 10 steps I will have this business which you know, is just rigid. And we were talking about this in Studio Confianza in the group coaching session on Wednesday. But how do we know the difference between when somebody's being toxically positive about something and avoiding bringing into the situation the reality? And how do we know when we're focusing on creating the conditions for that 1% to work. Now, I would say a really easy way to look at that and to check in with yourself to say, okay, am I being delusional delusional or am I being strategically delusional? And I'm saying, okay, I am prepared for this to not work, but I am going to give it my bloody best efforts to make sure it works. Or am I being like, la, 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 this is going to work, everything's going to be perfect. So we can ask ourselves, is this idea, is this concept, is my is my, my state of being flexible or is it rigid? Okay, and if it's flexible, what's going to happen is we're going to try thing after thing after thing after thing. We are ready for it to not work. We are ready to have our hearts broken. Okay, I at one point was... I, I knew that there was a very likely chance that she was going to die in her sleep on the operating table. And for me, there was also like, okay, that will be awful. That will feel unbearable for me. But I will not take away her chance at life because I don't want to feel bad. I am ready to feel awful. And I had not understood what that meant before going through that experience. So it can be the same as I say, like I know this is super dramatic, this is very life and death, and you might feel like, well, steady on, I don't have anything like that happening in my life. It, it might just be, you know, I'm trying to buy a house. Well, that's a very big thing. Um, you know, or it might be I'm trying to develop my circle of friends, or I'm just trying to develop slightly more self-confidence or set boundaries. doesn't matter, because the skill is the same, whatever you apply it to, okay? So, That's where we can check in and we can see, okay, is what I'm doing in the intention of creating every possibility that this miracle can happen? You can change the language. If you don't like miracle, I didn't used to like miracle, but now it's like a big joke between me and my best friend. So (laughs) we're calling Rita, Rita Miracolita. Okay, so for me now, I'm like, yeah, miracles. I will make them happen. Okay, but previously I didn't like it because it had, you know, Catholic connotations and I didn't really enjoy being a Catholic um you can also look at it as like the one percent of okay you're telling me there's a one percent chance this will happen what am I going to do to get two percent to get three percent to get four percent or you can use that example of the seedling 
and of this is the one. This is the one we're going to give all of our support to. We're going to put all of our efforts and all of our energy behind. Now, one final thought on this. You may listen to this and feel like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go make stuff happen. Just watch out that that energy isn't enormous and that hustling isn't sneaking into it. Because the more effort we're putting in terms of mental energy and doing, the more we need to remember to balance it with rest and with space. Okay, so I quite happily, the first 10 days when I got back and Rita was still very much, you know, we only got the the kind of green light for, yes, we think this is working two days ago. So we did 10 days, we were at home, she was having to have food, medicine in variously complicated formats every two hours. I had jet lag the first few days and I was emotionally exhausted. My body was tired from my nervous system being like, you know, for more than a week. And so I knew I need to rest. So between, for about 24 hours, inside every two hours, because every two hours my alarm was going off for food or medication, we slept. We slept on the sofa, we slept on my bed. I got 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 10 minute naps, didn't matter, okay? I took the idea of what I should be doing, oh, make sure you go to sleep at 10 p.m. and wake up at six and threw it out the window. And I said, okay, let's see, how do we want to make this work? What do I want to try, okay? So remember that the rest is part of this. And if you feel that rush of energy of I'm gonna go and do, just whoa like hold it (laughs) connect with that calm think about the calm power that you have okay and we know again that we're in the right place and that we're committed to I'm going to try and make this one percent chance have everything that it needs when we also feel calm because when we believe something is possible there's no drama around it there might be a little excitement but there's definite calm energy Whereas when we don't believe something at all, there is this like, all right, let's see what we can do. Okay, let's, you know, let's try and like use bravado to get through it. And you don't need to do that. All right. So I would also like to invite you to schedule a call with me or email me if you have questions about getting coached, what that might look like for you. Um, We have three different ways in Studio Confianza of doing that. You've got self-study or self-paced, which is kind of very gentle and it might be it might be all that you want at the moment. You might just want some lessons in your podcast player and some journal prompts for you to do. There's also group coaching, which is really nice. And I'd say that's very much for when you're like, okay, I want to take action steps. I want to start doing. And then also I've got one-to-one spaces. So right now with the lifetime option of the self-study and also with the lifetime option of the group coaching there are different numbers of one-to-one sessions available and I will add that information in the episode notes but I would love to know what you think about this and pop over to Substack I'll put the link if you want to share something in the comment section that's kind of where our community is starting to grow all right see you in the next episode